going with it uh so we are back at our room i'm ready jeff we have eaten we have finished the first day of proper e3 don't call it the first day <laughs> i know but e3 proper it is not the first day it feels like the 50th day <laughs> and yeah we are we live ready. here now yeah this is our hell and it is forever <laughs> no it's not okay it's not it's not that bad i'm not really complaining about e3 it's been a good time. I've really had. A, I've enjoyed myself, but it's been. I guess the first thing we should talk about is this is the first three E three that's open to the public, and it has been. There's a lot of public. <laughs> yes, very public is what, how I would describe it. Um, so did okay. So it's it's managing editor Jason Wilson. I'm never on the show, so hi. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm, we're still gonna. I'm still gonna have everyone introduce themselves. We're just kind of doing banter now. I'm Mike. No, so, now I'm Mike Naughty, and I'm here to say going to E three is okay. Thank you, Mike, yeah. for that. So, now, now, do your rap, Stephanie. You've been practicing it all day. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many? How often did you look at people's badges to see if they had a consumer fan badge? It's way easier a, this year. So, what they do is they put. I think they put all the consumers. Yeah, in they're the, all that yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like caution, caution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this person's trying to get back in a, an important place. A lot of people were doing that. A lot of people in those badges oh. were like. How do I get in the VIP line? I was I was almost hyperventilating because like the line to get it so like it's separated into two halls right and there's like this really long bridge walkway that connects them and the passing through is like to like the West Hall Bridge which is like where Nintendo is that line will maybe go to like through that whole hall like where you can go into the entrance and, and in past years it's been where Nintendo Sony and Microsoft yeah. have all been so it's been yeah. where the big line was yeah this line went from there. Through that bridge, like over to where like the like the entrance into South Hall was, and I walked that. Space. It was. It like, is a ten minute walk. Like it's like it was legit a ten minute ten least, walk from one hall to the other. It's like at least eight times bigger than I've ever seen it. Like, and I was like, oh no, I'm never getting in the E3. <laughs> but we did, and we it did. wasn't so bad. Now it was once noticeable. Once inside, it was better. Yeah. Once you what's that? It was noticeable. There were more people. There were. I think if you are in Nintendo, if you're in Sony or Microsoft, you're going to really notice it. All three of those booths packed shoulder to shoulder completely. Um, I think Microsoft may 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 get off a little bit easier, even though it was in still like a sardine can uh, because it's in a different hall from uh, Sony. Yeah, and they Nintendo got all year. three of those yeah. on that West Hall this right. year. Sony and Nintendo are still right next to each other, and you go from it's one to the other, and like you just like. If you're like saying like, hey, maybe I'll go check something out. If you're a fan, a public per- person here with a public badge, and you're saying like, what am I going to go see? I'll just go look around. And you look at that at that mass of people in Sony, and they have all their setups, like all their TVs and the stations set up like alleys. And Sony is a huge booth. Yeah, it's huge, and but it's still just completely 100%. Every square foot, every square inch of that place is packed with people. Now, now it was later the day when I made my way to Bethesda's booth. And you could go up and play a game. It wasn't that bad at all. Yeah, Bethesda is actually kind of, they're behind, way in the back of the yeah. South Hall. And that, that, I was noticing it was a little bit easier. I was actually thinking about waiting in line for Wolfenstein, but we had already done this for Mario and Rabbids, and I wasn't ready to wait in another line. Right. And be surprised that it was actually way longer than I was expecting. Uh-huh. Um, 
Well, we, you know, we're going to talk more about what we've like been on the show floor, what that first day was like. But so far, what we've done is we've covered all the press conferences or the media presentations, as we should call them. And please, yes, and Jason's very big. Jason on that. hates to call on press. He's right. Yeah, they're not conferences. At a press conference, you could ask questions, and you definitely can't do that here. Uh, I tried, if and they if I screamed out. loud enough, maybe. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I, I screamed, where is the hoop god at EA? And they didn't like that. Um, yeah, so we're going so we to cover check. Nintendo. Yeah, and right. it's, we're going to go over them. We've already done everyone else. Nintendo was the only one this morning. Uh, so where should we start with Nintendo, the last press event of this whole What did they session? start with? It was like a weird montage of, like, They're e-sports competitive games. Yeah, yeah, competitive games. So it was well, ARMS, it was... Platoon. And the cool thing was about was that they surprise dropped uh, Rocket League in there. Right, Rocket League was the third game. In that now, section. there's a lot of really interesting things that Nintendo did today. But one of the things that blew me out of left field... Oh my gosh, that sounds bad. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here like Matthew Berry on Fantasy Focus with the way it blew, blew the roof off the doors and all that jazz. Um, I'm tired, excuse me. Um, it was Rocket League. I didn't see that coming to the Switch at all. Now it makes sense when you think about it. Unreal it's on, Engine. It's on everything else. Yeah, it's very. It's on an engine that's very scalable. Yeah, yeah. But I was just thinking about, oh, on my next commute, maybe yeah. I can play Rocket League Basketball. in the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I would totally. You could. That's totally the kind of game that you could tether to your phone and play a match here or there. Yeah. And not have to worry too much about and, your data. You can play with your friends on PC and uh, an Xbox One, not on a PlayStation Four. Of course, not on a PlayStation. They don't 4. allow that there. But yeah, I mean. It is, it is the kind of game that you like you like you wouldn't think of, and I wonder if it's like the first of many of this kind of thing. But it was a cool announcement. Real quick, but before we go past that too fast, uh, sure. Sony is kind of being weird about this crossplay thing. Uh, oh yeah, I, they say they're protecting their consumers. They're protecting their consumers from, from those, Nintendo the, fans from the riffraff on their own a Nintendo Switch. So this reminds me of years ago. Real quick. The, 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 Sony PR says they have a statement for me on this that they're gonna they're trying to get approved. I've asked about about this a couple times since the Minecraft thing, where like they are also the only company not, not participating in this crossplay thing. So we'll see. Maybe they have a good a better explanation than this off the cuff thing from Jim Ryan. But yeah, I don't know. It was pretty bad so this, far. This reminds me of years ago, back in the days as if Davis Media and One Up. Dot com and John Davison was talking about the walled garden on a one up yours and how everyone had their one gardens and these would be coming down. Now they took longer for these to come down, but we're seeing this with of all things Nintendo. I mean, come yeah. on, you know, is there anybody who is more conservative and traditional when right. it comes to the business model? Very surprised that they were like right there. That lot, is like, like lockstep with the Minecraft thing. That's, That's more crazy. surprising than Rocket League is Minecraft. It's crazy that you can play Rocket League on Nintendo Switch with people on Xbox One. Right. That's, that is bizarre to me. It's great. Yeah. So it just makes me wonder with, with Sony is is this a sign of Sony just wanting to keep everyone inside a Sony ecosystem knowing that okay well our you know so many of our players are already in either an Android or Apple ecosystem on one thing. Right. And we never had a chance for them there, so let's keep them here in, in our gaming ecosystem. Or is it a case of Sony, and we've seen this before with Sony, being a little arrogant and thinking, we're in the lead. Isn't it so strange, though, that they would go 
they would do that whiplash yeah. again. Underdog Sony is so much more appealing than uh, industry leaders. Yeah, Sony. and I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying. No, I know, but, it, but I'm just wondering not, if it's a case of it's not wrong. Yeah, like there is, we're ahead, so we want to protect our lead. Right, and there's some arrogance there. Not that Microsoft didn't do it too. I believe last generation oh, Microsoft yeah. was the reason that we oh, didn't have cross-gen yeah, stuff. They, had, they did it real, real hard. Uh, but but Sony has played this for the gamers thing. At is their tagline for the PlayStation Four right now for the gamers, and that's been their pitch from the beginning. They did the video where, oh, how do you lend a game to a friend? You just hand it to them. Look how cool we are. Uh, and everyone's like, yes, you are very cool. And it was great. It was better than what Microsoft was pitching. Uh, but they, they, the more they say this for the gamer's tagline, the more it does start to feel like marketing bullshit when they are doing things that are clearly, very clearly for the stockholders. Yeah. Like, it's not for yeah. the, the yeah. gamers at all. Or the other case could be here is they're not willing to vest in it technically. And yeah, it'll I, take to get there. Now, you they, know, we're not designers. We don't make developers. games. My understanding, though, it's very easy. Yeah, well, you know. As far as I understand. Yeah, as far as you might understand. I don't know enough about that to speak to it, but I'm just wondering, well, maybe well, that's something you Here's some evidence that do. it's very easy. Nintendo's doing it. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we got a lot of Nintendo E3 to still talk about You're right. Here. We should keep this rolling. Uh, very good point. Um, so, My points are always good. Yeah, well, that one was especially good, <laughs> Mike. Let, let, <laughs> all right. So after that, what did they get into? Well, I mean, gosh, chronologically, you know, they, they dropped Metroid Prime 4 pretty early. That yeah. was surprising, right? Because yeah. I think we even said, like, Metroid's not happening. <laughs> I was, like, we thought, we were, like, that's kind of what they needed. Uh, they did the bare minimum. So the trailer comes yes. up. Yeah, so at least it's, it's just an announcement trailer. It's just Metroid Prime 4. It is surprising is that it is literally Metroid Prime 4. That is not, like, another reboot. Like, yeah, Metroid Prime. Yeah. Uh, it's super cool, especially though. when it's coming from a different team. So it's a different team making it than retro. Studios. Yeah, you say you say that even if I'm not retro, worried about. Yeah, it. no, no. But I'm just saying, like, who's even, making it? Uh, it's a new it's studio like led Nintendo. by Kenzuki Tanabe, who even, was the producer of Metro Primes, but he wasn't yeah. retro. Studios. But it's just good for somebody who may not know. That. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Even if even if Retro Studios was making Metro Prime Four, it would be a different team than what made Metro Prime One. I think you're point. right. Yeah, absolutely. So you know that's fine. But yeah. st- it, it, either way, like. A, I could still still see them saying, "Oh, this is Retro Studios," even if it is new people at Retro Studios making the sequel to Metroid Prime Three. So it's Metroid Prime Four. But when it is a, a new team and it has been so long, and you would expect a reboot, the fact that it is Metroid Prime Four, I think, is weird. I do, what is Retro up to then? That's a very good question. <laughs> it, Hopefully, something very. My interesting. question with Metroid Prime, I mean. Some people love those games. They weren't especially things I cared so much for. Metroid Prime is one of the best games ever made. Keep going. Um, is you know. In the days where the the Metrovania is so popular in the indie space, and Axiom Verge did very well, why hasn't Nintendo thought about, oh, let's just do an old-fashioned Metroid instead? Well, very, you should ask that. Because uh, after the event, during their Nintendo Treehouse Live uh, special like live stream, which is something they, they do every E3 where they just kind of talk about the games they've shown, they've done a couple of announcements, and the first one was... Metroid Samus, Samus Return. Returns for the 3DS. It is a reimagining, not really a remake, a reimagining a of Metroid 2. A 2.5D reimagining. And and so moving past Metroid Prime 4 real quick, they didn't show any gameplay. They didn't tell us much about it. It's just in development. It's coming for the Switch. Who cool. knows when? That's great. So this other game is coming out in three months, September. It is a, when I say 2.5D, that means it has 3D graphics. It's played on a 2D plane, though, so it's just like Super Metroid. Okay. Like well, a lot of the time, like like New Super Mario Bros., like their Kirby games, like Yoshi World, a lot of, like Donkey Kong Country Returns. So 
when I first saw this, very excited. Uh, I think. Yeah, you, yeah. I want to hear why you're down on this now. Right. So now I'm down. I'm starting to, to feel pretty hesitant. Okay. Reason number one: apparently, it is not playable at the show this year, and it's coming out in three months. I don't think anything is anything for the 3DS playable at the show, though. I think that's just um. It's the same yeah, reason why they didn't like, announce it. Now, I think other the, games from other publishers are playable, like Etrian Odyssey Like, 5. outside of the, the Nintendo. Outside of Nintendo. Okay. The other reason is the developer. It is Mercury Steam. And Mercury Steam, I think, is best known for making these 2.5D Castlevania Lord of Shadows Didn't games. I just ask you guys, like, before E3, hey, what's Mercury Steam up to? We should look into it. And this is it. And I'm so, and I, I don't think those games are very hot. I, I, Which ones have they made? So it's like those those two point five D Metro Castlevania games that came out on like the three sixty and the three DS. What were they called though? Lord of Shadows, like. Uh, oh, the bad Castlevania ones. Yeah. Uh, so now. Well, yeah. So I'm kind of like. Yeah, but the developers can go back and forth and make. No, they I, they absolutely can, and Nintendo ha- like keeps a short leash on these kinds of projects. So I I would still hope and think maybe it could be good. I would just wish I could have played at E3 to find out for myself sure. instead of just trusting Mer- Mercury Steam on this. Now, this is the first 2D Metro game since Metroid Fusion in, what, was that 2002 or whatever? No, mm-hmm. I'm no, I would say you're not talking me out of this Okay, one. all right, good. This is going to be great. That's fine with me. I, please but be isn't positive. this what Metroid fans have been clamoring for yeah. for 15 years? Well, I mean, I, uh, okay, I think most Metroid fans are kind of like me and Mike. I think, Mike, you might agree with this. I'll take either one, Prime or 2D Metroid. Yeah, they're both pretty great. This game should have happened, like, Five years ago, even. Yeah. We thought this game was going to come out on the DS. Yes. Remember that Metroid Dread rumor, like, way back when? Right. Instead, on the DS, we got a... Metroid Prime Hunters, which was kind of a first-person shooter mess. that you played with. Yeah, I was stylus. like, look, oh, you can play first-person shooters on the DS night. Yeah. I played that game with, the, like, my thumb on the was, D-pad uh, and holding the, the, the other side of the DS with my pinky so I could keep the stylus between my index finger and my thumb... And use that to look around, and boy, that was just the dumbest thing so, I've ever done in my life. Here's my question: Is Metroid relevant to anybody who's under twenty-eight? No, but here, uh, was Fire Emblem. Yeah, it can become again. I mean, that's one because it hasn't. Nintendo, if Nintendo can make Fire Emblem as big of a success as it is, they can make, they can do it with anything. So. I think, I, no, and I think it is. I think that a, a kid who's fifteen still understands what a Nintendo classic is, right? Right. They're, they're aware of that. I mean, and, they, and Metroid's it, still bigger than Kid Icarus. Like, there's kids that, like, right. there's plenty of kids on Twitch watching old speed runs. And Metroid, Metroid you know, Super if, Metroid, is one of the most if popular. They can make their, if they can make like their fiftieth Kirby game in the last five years, we can have like a Metroid game right now and then. Right. Absolutely. That's, That's a, a very good point because I don't think Metroid's like being outsold by Kirby. I, I know. I understand. Well, maybe overall, because there's so many Kirby games, but like per game, yeah, I yes, don't know. Yes. Now, Net sales, yeah. Now, sure. what's interesting here is you know you're you're talking about Fire Emblem, and we did see some Fire Emblem today, correct? Yeah, well, it was the dynasty. Yeah, they showed a little bit more of the, the Dynasty, dynasty War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dynasty Wars Fire Emblem, which you know, Fire Emblem Heroes is what yeah. it's called. That's coming out this year, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Fire, no, it, it's gonna be easy. Is to it Warriors? Warriors. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Now. How many it's, of you... It's Dragon Quest Heroes, that's why I was yeah. Dragon Quest Heroes. I've been playing Dragon Quest Heroes, I know Heroes you're into too, this. And I'm really into it. I it's love same, it. Same it way. is so fun. And, and for me, it's the charm of Dragon Quest. Okay. Yeah. And, 
And I, I just love the goofy monsters. I think those games are good. I think those games are good at maintaining. I mean, like I played Hyrule Warriors. It was fine. I enjoyed. You playing did. It. I remember. I enjoyed playing it, but it's pr- it's kind of forgettable once well, you it's just, done. Here's the thing. I was. It's you know, a fine thing. When Jason was on Twitter talking about like liking Dragon Quest Heroes, I'm like, yeah, play one of those games at least once a decade. It's a very good thing for gamers. Yeah. I think to go ahead and just go wild with like a, a series matched up with Dynasty Warriors because it's very mindless and you can still get all the flavor that you really like from these original series and. Here's the thing. What is wrong with something that's good but forgettable? I had some chicken wings. They were great today. You know what? <laughs> I'm not going to remember you're, them tomorrow. You're not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it, I, it can't be like all you play. I'm not going to. I'm eat. just saying I'm not going to pin a medal on it. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but isn't it interesting to see them do a diff, something different with Fire Emblem? It's cool because it means like the first time outside of Smash Bros. Like you know you can yeah. beat Marth and like actually like yeah. swing a sword. It's still like time. the very obvious thing. Yeah. that's different. but that's yeah. twice this year that they've done something different with Fire Emblem. Well, Fire Emblem's like, first, clearly no, their new hot shit. You like, know, yeah. first going mobile. Yeah, and then it tra- is branching off into a spinoff. Like we, we, it is fascinating that yeah, like what two games are we going to give this treatment to? Zelda and then Fire Emblem's like next. Uh, it's clearly now it, the, the the order goes. Mario, Zelda, and then Fire Emblem. But Fire we're not counting Pokemon in there, sure. Yeah, right, but you're yeah. kind of right. Yeah, because yeah, po- yeah, Pokemon's a weird thing. But yes, Pokemon would clearly be their, one of their games. But that's not like, yeah. it's never been on their main console. And, and uh, stuff. Not, not, sur- not surprisingly, the uh, like next proper Fire Emblem game for Switch was a no-show. Because that's, that's probably 2018. Right, and they just that. released Shadow Valentia. Yeah, yeah sure. Care. And they, I think they really did focus on games that are coming But out, we so. saw Pokemon. Yeah, well. Pokemon. Uh, well, they showed Pokemon <laughs> Tournament, which we, you know, I know. But then it was very interesting. It was basically the, um, please don't be upset about that thing you were upset about. They were like, no, there is an actual Pokemon That's game right. coming for the Switch. I forgot about that, yeah. It's happening. Yeah. And that was basically what they said. And I was like, oh, good then. But right. uh, So this is what's really interesting to me. Um, so a few years ago, I wrote a story. Got a little crap for it about how much I, you know, as someone who never played Pokemon before, how much me, you know, somebody who was turning 40 at the time, Hated it. Ah. Uh. And now I'm looking at Pokemon through my children's eyes. And because they are absolutely assessed. My kids are seven and four. And they make up their own Pokemon. <laughs> they draw their own Pokemon. They have fights with each other as Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. And they play the game. And I can tolerate the game in a way I never could before. Watching them play it. And so now it's like, okay, well, now I'm kind of interested on the Switch. But the other thing I was thinking is like, wait, this will be the biggest screen you've ever been able to play a proper Pokemon yeah. on. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it, it's always been very hardcore. These games only come out for the portable systems. Yes, they were very and people were, serious about it. And people that, yeah. were wondering if that was going to change because the Switch is like kind of a portable system. Yeah, I mean, from, I think from the beginning, a lot of people were saying, and I was saying this, that it was like this year we do get the 3DS games because that's what they always do. They'll... The uh, year of a new system comes out, even if it's a handheld, it still gets the game, the Pokemon games because there's just too much of an install so, base. And then next year, the Switch will get it. And it turns out that's exactly so, what yeah. they're doing. So, uh, some of us thought, wondered if they were going to drop the 3DS dead when the Switch came out. They're not doing that, I guess. But the other question now is, is there going to be a 3DS replacement? No. Or will it eventually just Clearly transition not. to Switch? Clearly? I don't know if it's clear. I think, I agree, with, probably not. With Pokemon getting announced for the yeah, Switch. Yeah, that's probably about it, huh? Yes, that's the nail in the coffin. That's kind of about And yeah, a lot of these other series that used to be pretty much... Or at least know, that's, some of the, that's well, the guy yeah. digging the hole I mean, with even the coffin. Even Kirby, in, yeah. usually handheld. Uh, Fire Emblem, usually handheld. So, yeah, probably. And 
Is it is it development for something like the Switch, be it based on you know a flavor of Android the way it is? It's not necessarily a flavor of Android. It's it's developed on a same the same like hardware architecture. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I mean, we'll go ahead and finish we'll, your point. We'll still let the smaller teams that pump out 3DS games yearly still be able to do that without having to worry about ratcheting up the assets. I mean, I don't think that Nintendo's proven that they are willing to do that yet. I would hope they do. Yeah, because and they also announced like the remake of Mario and Luigi One. That's great. It's kind of 3DS, and we're like. You know, I wish Nintendo understood that, like, that game doesn't have to look better than it's going to look on 3DS. You could just put that on Switch, and so many people would be fine. Like, I'd be fine with that. They clearly have anxiety about, they want people to think of the Switch as a home console that can be portable. Instead of, the, the like we always describe it in our stories, it's a hybrid, handheld, home console. It's both. And you could do both on it, but Nintendo doesn't want their consumers thinking about it. And, to be fair, they've done a good job of earning that pitch in the mind of consumers, because I think most people think... This isn't like a Vita, even though it is very much. It feels like a Vita that you can plug into your TV. Um, so I think that's why they are hesitant to do these games that you know were you know have lower visual fidelity on the 3DS. Like the WarioWare games are the ones I always use in, use as an example. We probably aren't going to see those on the Switch very soon because Nintendo doesn't want you to associate this with low quality graphics in their mind, which I don't think any of us agree with. That yeah. That's what even that though is. the Switch is an ideal platform for exactly. I and so I hope. That they get over this anxiety once they have the 3DS in the rearview mirror and Pokemon's coming out on there. I guess that, I mean, what do you think Pokemon's going to look like on the Switch? Uh, it's it's going to look better, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be like those Unreal Pokemon videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah sure. All um, right. Yeah, so what else from Nintendo? But the big thing was Mario. The Mario well, trip. before that, though, oh, no. you know, again, showing that the next RPG series that matters to Nintendo oh, is Xenoblade. Yeah, I kind of forgot oh, yeah, about Yeah, I forgot about this, too. We have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming. Yeah, that yeah, looked well, good. And they did announce that, but this is like our first actual look at it, or that decent was look. 2018 as well? Or yeah, something? that's now, not... Now, what's interesting is, as somebody who loves... RPGs, I've had some trouble getting into the last Xenoblade because it was on a console and not on a portable. Uh-huh. And I'm really looking forward to diving into this on a portable and seeing how, especially a portable like the Switch. Mm-hmm. It is funny how there were like, there's Xenoblade Chronicles X and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which were both like touted as really good Wii U RPGs. I just <laughs> never touched them. I was like, I own I'm, Mirage, yeah. Mirage Sessions and I haven't turned it I'm like, It's good. I, I, know it, I, I know it is, but I'm like, I'm not going to play a Wii U game for 30 hours. I'm just not going to at this point. Yeah. So, How about uh, you, Stephanie? Did anything stand out to you from Nintendo that you would like, like to talk besides about? Besides Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm pretty a, much just Mario. I mean, me. that's probably a good time to get into it then. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. So we've, we've been talking about this all night, but at this point, like, what did it for you with the Mario trailer or any or anything about Nick the Mario? The dank memes. <laughs> there are some really dank memes, man. Oh uh, yeah, they have, yeah, some skanky dirty memes out yeah. there. Yeah. It's, okay, yes, okay. Foul. Yeah. I haven't I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah, you've been too busy. But we were at dinner and we were like on all on our phones and we were kinda like talking about the trailer before and but you know, by the time we were done with dinner we'd each seen like Three different hilarious things about this trailer. So okay, let's we, let's describe the trailer first. Oh, I mean, just real quick, a song. So yeah, it opens with this really great song, I mean, like Katamari esque song. It's, it's, it's like kind of like this loungy Vegasy yeah. show. Oh, like, it was to- it was totally Nintendo does Frank Sinatra. Yes, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was just it was like it wasn't like just like some song. It was like a song about like Mario Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. like made for the game. 
Oh my that god. That eventually crescendos yeah. into I just see you to see Odyssey. <laughs> I just I just <laughs> love so Mario taking things over and his little mustache and how to possession everything. And we didn't even know about that aspect of the game. Like I was already sold on this game. Yeah, and now like he was the just, core mechanic wasn't even shown to us. He was just throwing on his hat and jumping on it and using it as a platform in earlier trailers. And I thought that was like crazy. So in this trailer what he does is okay. First I'll talk no. about the very opening. The <laughs> yes, opening is have, so good. We this have to talk like about a this fever opening. Dream yes, it really does. So Nintendo's their their events going on. It's just a pre-recorded event, and it leads from one thing to the other. And I think it was like right after the the sports thing. Yeah. There is this dinosaur. It's just a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like maybe it's just Monster Hunter. We're like, oh yeah, clearly it's the new Monster Hunter okay. game, right? Like they, like there was a Tyrannosaurus like like creature in the other yeah. Monster Hunter trailer earlier earlier this week. And then all of a sudden, it turns around and like faces the camera, and it has a Mario hat and a mustache. And we're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? This is <laughs> Bizarre, and it just goes right into the trailer where Mario is throwing his hat out onto everything. And when the hat gets on these different objects and these different uh, characters, Mario possesses them. His it, soul literally, like, it is like not just like animals, it's like a cab, yeah, a cab, like, like a, 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 a Moai statue, a rocket ones? ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- rocket ship. ship. Yeah, that's the one that I started really. You know, just yeah, but a human, a human being, a human, a normal human, human. a proportional <laughs> human being, a, a Kuma triplet, and a human being, and it's like when he possesses them, it's like clearly it's a like button press or something, and then he like deforms and like turns into this mist, like a Mario. It's like it's mist. like in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey when they go into their. Remember when Bill? Yeah, like, 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 like okay, going no, into there's father. a reference. Yeah, like, like, like they're being stretched super thin and turned into this like fine dust. Yeah. And then he like just like zooms right into the skull of whatever he's taking over. It's like a weaponized yeah. airborne Mario. <laughs> Mario. Yeah. A pathogen he is spreading. And, yeah. But just like somewhere like like you could like change his costume, he's like yeah. wearing all these different things and He became a cab. Like he I know he said. Yeah. Like he just, was a cab. That was one of the me's, by the way. It was like, yeah. it's a me, your Ubers are here. Yeah, it's a me, your Ubers are here. I'm outside. And then, like, there was, like, there, like sometimes he would, like, go into the wall and it would look like Ape at Mario again. It was, like, a 2D yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very link, uh, yeah. link Between Worlds. But, yes. But, um, I, you know what? It's clearly not a very good comparison right now, but... Uh, it reminded me of the neck thing where you could just press the uh, R, R1 button and yeah. suddenly become little neck and like, you know, run at breakneck speeds into these little ledges. It looked like they were doing that same thing where he was like running at a wall and suddenly became 2D and part of the wall. And then when he like was running and jumping past like uh, the, the like the ledge, he would jump above the ledge and immediately form back into 3D seamlessly. And it was such a cool effect. And it was just jam-packed with awesome moments like that that were funny, hilarious, uh, thrilling, just thrilling to think about like a whole game. Yeah, I'm playing this tomorrow I cannot wait. This is, I'm so excited for yeah, this. Yeah, none of us have tried it yet, but yeah. everyone that we, I've talked to who has played it has said it is as good as it is. And was. also, they're like, I, I did see their booth and it like looks like New Donk City yeah. like from that game and it's oh, yeah. like awesome oh, booth. Mayor, like Mayor Pauline? Yeah. Like, so it's clearly it is Donkey Kong. Like, they wouldn't uh, commit to like exactly what that means like in terms of like the story or the gameplay, but there are red girders, like the construction girders, and Mayor Pauline. Pauline is the girl from Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's some there's some shit happening. In oh this my game. god! So this it, is the one thing I think we can all agree on here is this is the most interesting and innovative Mario games, Super Mario Galaxy. Yes. Oh, oh easily. easily. Yes. yes. 
I think so. And maybe even more so than that. Probably more so than that. And I loved Mario Galaxy. Like, that, that right. game at is least, so in, much. At least in premise and what they're promising and how bold they're being in the but pitch that, for this game. That is, that's, that's true, though, because, like, Mario Galaxy had that really cool hook of, like, the gravity stuff. Mm-hmm. And this game, like, it kind of had a hook of, like, oh, wow, like, these, these things, he's doing that with this happened. Like, the possession thing is really a hook. Yeah. And that's what was missing... Th- we talked about you like 3D World a lot. I love the 3D World. I like 3D World too. I sure. liked it, but it, it missed a hook like that for me. It was kind of I oh, it was that. a really good 3D Mario platformer with no like the, the special sauce. I guess was that it could be four player co op, which I wasn't and doing I, most I, of the time. I played two uh, two player co op with my wife. So I put, sure. first I, See, I beat it by myself first, but then we played it together. See, and so it was like very special. To me. And, and I've been playing it. I didn't play it when it first came out, and I've been playing it with my wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been three-player co-op That's for us. With sometimes cool. with the four-year-old playing. But I can still see what Mike is saying, where like co-op is not a special sauce. It is kind of table stakes for a lot of games. Like we expect. Well, co-op. it depends. Well, I mean, depends. Co-op Mario for me with well, my boys I, and my no, wife. It's special to me too. That was really special. Yes, but me. it's not in terms of when you're making a game saying co-op. It's one of the first things that I think every like Mac Two just added co-op, right. and it's cool. But if Mac 2 could do it, you know? Right. I think that's, I mean, that's very dismissive so of Mac 2, but I agree. Like, yeah. Your point here is it's, it's something other people do. It's not the yeah, it, it's not the little extra that Nintendo right, is always It's right. not like the Mario. cool like, thing, like, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about Mario being a cat. Right, yeah. And to be fair, you know, Geist and some other games have had these possession mechanics before, mm-hmm. but not like this. No. And not in a game that will be as whimsical as And not as cute. Not as cute. The art design is nowhere near this level. Final thought, Mario in his little, like, white, like, oh, wedding fuck. outfit. I need that amiibo. Those amiibos. The, the Mario, Bowser, and Princess Peach. You in, should dress up in that. Yeah, oh, for yes. real. And they're, like, all in their wedding whites. He's wearing tuxedos. Bowser's wearing a tuxedo. Uh, Princess Peach is wearing a wedding dress. And they're all, like, reaching for each other. And it looks like and Bowser like and Mario play. reaching for each other. That's it another is. bank meme. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll good. embed this trailer in the... Yeah, what I'll do is uh, I'll at least play the song. I think either as the intro yeah. or I'll, I'll yeah. cut in. Yeah. Like, in the post, in we'll put it there, too, oh, just yeah, for, for sure. easy it's listening. So, it's a good trailer. It's yeah. embedded yeah. in my brain. So <laughs> after this, after this, yeah, so after this they, though, we they, started taking off and going off to our appointments. Well, yeah. Yeah. real quick, they did the Treehouse Live, and then that's when they did the... Um, yeah, we already talked about But I mean, there was another game, the uh, Mario and Luigi. Well, we talked about that a little bit. I don't think yeah. we talked about Mario and Luigi, did we? we did, because I was talking about how that could have been... Well, I talked about how it could have been on the Switch. Yeah, okay, you're right. So, yeah. That's enough to say. Yeah, about it's going to be great. Um, yeah. But I, mean, I think, yeah, we kind of could, talking about Keeping with Mario, we can kind of talk about one of the first games mean just all together was Mario plus Rabbids, uh, Battle Kingdom or Kingdom Battle. Kingdom I can never Battle. remember. Yeah, I think it's Kingdom Battle. Kingdom oh, Battle. Battle. Yeah. No, no. It's awesome. No, it's great. It's awesome. It is actually fantastic. I, okay, now. Okay, go ahead. So, so, tell us your thoughts about, like, about, like just so, seeing it. So, my, my first reaction to that when I saw that it was like, Oh god, it's the minions! Oh my god, the rabbits are like the beta version of the minions. They are. They really are. They're awful. They're better than the minions, though. Are they? Well, okay, well here's no. the thing, though. Because <laughs> you're just like, no. My, my, I disagree. Because of my kids, I have gotten to the point where the minions have gone from being annoying to being adorable. Oh my god! Your kids, you use your kids to justify everything. We're not getting into minions being good. If, we're, if that's where we're going, <laughs> that's where this is going. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, okay. Listen to my kids sing the banana song. Uh, and I disagree. It sounds yeah. awful. Maybe, but for now, no. Like just yeah. no. And the rabbits are okay. But how and, is? But how is it awesome? 
Okay, so... The rabbits are awful, and the game is awesome in spite of them. That's what I'm going to say, but go ahead. Jim. I think by the end, everyone who plays this game is going to come around on the rabbits. I, I think so. That's, <laughs> my, that's my guess. That's, 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 that's bold, but that I believe it. That is insidious, is what I was going to say. It really is kind of awful that they're using Mario to do this to us. Right. We're going to bring the rabbits back. How can we do it? Just beg Nintendo that's, let's use Mario. That's Stockholm yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, man. Okay. Yes, absolutely, and I really still think it's going to happen. We well, are what was it like? It was like XCOM. It was XCOM, but silly and fun and interesting. With like, and it's at simultaneously more simple and easier, and you could do more. You could do more than you can yeah, do like XCOM per, per each character turn. So we well, first one. Like Mike took ten minutes. I took ten minutes. He started it off, and you were. I was watching. You were just doing some incredible things. Like it was so. Yeah. So it's like. So it's like XCOM and like you're moving a character, you can like kind of move them behind cover, and then they can like shoot at the enemy. The difference is, first off, like your your range of movement is pretty high. Yeah. But in a single turn, you can before you shoot, you can move your character to an enemy and you melee attack them. After you do that, you still have like your movement spaces open to move them back behind cover somewhere and still like do a, a range attack. So like when it plays out, and, that, and that's like a very basic level of what this game. Can yeah, be, yeah, yeah, and that's like, so it's like you know there's like a rabbit behind behind a block over there. You're over here. So in that turn, he runs over, slides into him, and then goes back behind another piece of cover and shoots at him. But then there's like warp pipes and stuff like this. So it's like you go into this warp pipe, you come out of it, you slide into the rabbit, go into a different warp pipe, go behind cover somewhere, shoot this other rabbit who's like behind like this explosive box thingy. It's one. It's just very satisfying, and it, it, like it was really cool, like to see the way that it builds on the XCOM formula. Uh, it was yeah, like you described it a little bit there. But at any time, if your movement goes past an enemy and you want to like keep going, you could just direct your movement to go on top of one of the guys, the enemies, and you're like Mario. He'll just run, 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 and then basically just like sucker punch the guy and like keep <laughs> running. He'll do like a clothesline. And like take a bunch of pop, like the uh, like uh, HP uh, off the guy, uh, uh, and then get to cover, and it's like, okay, this is kind of way more interesting than even XCOM. I love that since that's Mario, you're not killing the rabbits, you're sending them back to their proper dimension. You're doing them a favor, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it looks really good. It's yes. very pretty. It's I, very colorful. It animates it look, well. I still think it looks like one to two degrees off of what Mario like is like supposed to look like. But it's it's not that distracting. It's but it kind of has to. Yes, you and know, I mean, Nintendo's not going to want Ubisoft to make a perfect replication. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think what I actually I think it's the opposite. I think Nintendo wants Ubisoft to like stick to their uh, their style guide. Yeah, and Ubisoft style guide. and Ubisoft is like not quite getting like matching what Nintendo would do with that same style. Yeah, guide. but uh, either way, it's not. It didn't bother me. I think the weirdest thing was just like this field of view effect where there's some I mean, super high definition. Like well rendered characters right here in the foreground, and then there's all these like colorful things way off in the background that are kind of out of focus because yeah. it just has this really harsh field of view. And I think that was just kind of like I guess incongruous yeah. in my brain. My, my biggest worry is like XCOM, Fire Emblem games, all those kind of things are fun to a degree because they are kind of hard. How hard are they going to be willing to make Mario plus Rabbids the turn-based strategy game? That's a good point. I I think as long as they kind of keep it. Keep it silly and keep giving you new ways of doing things. Sure. It could be okay. Like, well, so, so what you missed? So your, yours was just a straight up battle, right? You just yeah, at the two like pre strip. That's not what I was doing. So for, in mine, I was um, in the second half of the demo. There got to a point where we were facing enemies that well, the rabbits that were just as Peach and Luigi, and then and then me as Mario couldn't defeat. So 
it was like these giant rabbits that have these blocks that are counterattackers. If you attack them, they're going to try to come get you. And then a giant chain jump. And all of them were just way too powerful. So we just had to get past them. And there was this like yellow goal. And I was guiding my two rabbits and using their, their, their combo abilities where we didn't even talk about oh, this. Wow. Where, yeah, where, like, yeah, so like... We oh, the jumping, the, the jumping, jumping yeah. So I would like have Peach run ahead and uh, kind of uh, get rabbit covered. Peach, Ra- rabbit Peach, yeah. And then I'd have the Luigi, <laughs> rabbit Luigi run up <laughs> and get on top of her and then she like uses her legs to fling him forward and then he gets way further than he could just normally running and kind of stay out of the range of all the attackers, these big powerful attackers. And then I was using Mario... To sort of draw in these uh, these counterattackers by shooting them, and they would try to get towards Mario, and then they would be in attack the attack range of the giant chain chomp, and the chain chomp would attack them first because he was just killing everything, uh, and so it was very strategic. And all I had to do was just keep moving these two rabbits like you know side by side, and eventually like Mario was at a point where he was in danger, but I was able to get Luigi oh. to that goal, and that was all I had to do to win and get past that stage. It was very. It was very interesting, uh, fascinating, and I was still kind of using all the mechanics and having a really good time. Sure, it's way better than that has any right to be. Yes, for real. Um, so, yeah, uh, what else did anyone play? I want to hear Stephanie talk about that mouse game she keeps going I, on. I think she really should. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was magical. So, where, did, where would people know this game from? It was on one of the stages, right? Yeah, so it was part of the Sony PSVR. Uh, it wasn't a sizzle reel. It was just like a couple of trailers back right. to back. But it was Isn't like that kinda... what a sizzle reel is? No, I mean, no. it wasn't clips. They sizzle were like full like... trailers. All right, I didn't yeah. mean to go. I didn't mean to jump in there and criticize. <laughs> You're bad at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Moss. Uh, I believe it's, what is it, Polyarch, I think? I think yeah, that's, that's what you mentioned developer. earlier. That sounds right. Now, yeah. is Moss a pun? It's oh, a play on words. No. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not think of that? Well, her name isn't Moss, though. That's how, that wouldn't make her it a pun. Her Quill. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I was too busy being like, oh my god, it's well, like Redwall. It's the Redwall game I've always wanted. Oh, red, okay, so why is that a pun, then? Because let's describe the game. Because Moss sounds like mouse. Because it's a little yeah, mouse. Yeah, but have we, we described what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a little mouse you play in VR, and yeah. like, the way you describe this, it's very interesting. So the way the, the trailer and also the demo starts is, like, you're in sort of, like, an old sort of building. It kind of looks like kind of a church with stained glass windows or whatever. And then there's this old fairy tale book, and then you reach out with your little controller, and you turn the pages, and then gradually the book comes to life. And you meet this little mouse character, and she's really cute. And then you sort of, like, help her solve puzzles and, like, go through this, like, um, castle, but there are like just like little details that are really cute. Like you can you can interact with the environment. You know, the really cool thing is like the camera or you. You're actually a character, so you're the reader of the book. So you can interact with the character as well as the environment, and you can like solve puzzles on your own. And then you can kind of guide her around the environment and also pick her up and feel her heartbeat. And it's just and like, like <laughs> it's it's the PS4 DualShock 4 controller, yes, right? So yeah. it has the tracker on it. So when yeah. you pick it up, it like feels like you're moving around yeah. and the, the vibrations in there vibrate with her heart. That's, so you, that's yeah. incredible to me. That's like such a good idea. You me. actually have to like reach forward in the environment right. like with your arms right. to like reach certain objects. And the developer said that there's sort of whole idea is it's like sort of a diorama so you just everything that you can interact with is within arm's reach and then you just kind of like manipulate things in the environment so it's definitely a very cool demo Hmm. yeah it's one of the it's i think a lot of people want uh 
very first person experiences in uh, in um, VR. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of cool when it is. Like, I like it when you're yeah. interacting with like small small creatures like this. And this is such a perfect fit for it with the little. When you're like a god of god, and then they give you a little figure, right? And it's yeah, so they give me a little figure that's like this to I'm scale for <laughs> how she looks in the game. But the, I would say the only thing that I thought was a little jarring was to kind of set it up to be this like beautiful fairy tale world with like magic and your cursors is like glowing blue light but then at some point she takes out a sword and she starts like hacking away uh, at like super violent or something like no but i was just sort of like i don't i don't want to see her do that I mean, like i just want to solve puzzles stay cute forever and, yeah it was just i was watching my baby grow up you know? <laughs> And then and that's they, what it's like, though. Yeah. That, eventually, all our kids are going to pull out swords and start hacking away. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awful. It starts. You, you start I, playing with Pokemon, you know, with your kids, and then eventually <laughs> they, they have the swords and they're hacking away. First, yeah. Or they make you uh, learn to like rabbits, which is even worse, <laughs> <laughs> or minions or whatever. It's minions, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. How about you, Jason? What? Did you well, mean? I saw. Geez, I saw a few things today, but everything. So um, I approach E three very differently. Is I, I tend to let the blockbuster stuff go to Dean and Jeff and Mike, and then I go see a bunch of the smaller things. Uh, it, it's what I really enjoy about E3, seeing these smaller teams. So the first thing I, I went to and I saw um, from the developers of Kulot is a game called Seven, The Days Long By. And this one is an innovative approach on the isometric RPG. Now think about, you know, it's kind of a top-down look. This one's post-apocalyptic in the sense that it takes place a thousand years after this world's apocalypse. And so, you know, there's a mix of technology with some magic. Um, you know, Numenera comes to heart mind here. But uh, what's interesting here is they have figured out a way to jigger around with the Unreal Engine 4 to allow for climbing in an isometric RPG. And not a case of where it's just going, you know, oh, the art just makes it look like you're climbing. Mm-hmm. They're actually climbing. Hmm. And they're going down on zip lines. I'm like picturing Kubert in my head. I don't think that's right. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's not like any. The way it moves is not like any. What is this again? Say the name again. It's called Seven. Seven. The, the days gone days by. Days gone by. It's the so it, it it's made from a very small team. Um, what's really cool about the studio was you know they took the success of this walking simulator called Kulot, which added horror elements mm. to the walking simulator, fighting about what happened to this party of skiers who ended up being dead and killed in really horrible ways. It's a monster, it turns um, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they used the proceeds from that. They, you know, they went on to sell 3 million copies Ooh. on PC and now consoles, which is v- very good for a thing like that. And now they're... Um, making this next game and it just the fact that you're able to do that in an isometric rpg boggles the mind the second thing that's interesting about it is it's not about building a mage or a warrior you play a master thief mm-hmm. and so it's really playing isometric thief okay that sounds really cool the old school right. thief, yeah. not the new school thief. No one's ever referencing the new school thief. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will. I forgot Someone that will. happened. They did. Re- oh, no. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then you realize they're not going to do so, it again too soon. Yeah. As, as they were showing me the, the combat, yeah, I mean, if you tried to take out more than one guard at a time, you were screwed. Yeah. You have to go do these sneak up kills. And so I would have to, it's a little taken with it. 
Um, I saw Mountain Blade 2. Yeah, how's this? Saturn Lord. Now, I love Mountain Blade. Right now, now, Mountain Blade has carved out its only, it's the only game that does this kind of strat, this strategy take on an open world where you're building up an army and you're going off and fighting other armies. Uh, and yeah, it still has like a pretty growing esports scene and it's, uh, it's got a, it's, yeah, they're trying to make it an esport and it's, and it came um, out like 2007 and it still is pretty, like 2007 or 2008. Yeah, that's a while ago. Yeah, and it's got a pretty good audience. Oh yeah, well you know they're they're telling me that you know at any time they they, they still hop on and see thirteen to fifteen thousand concurrence on Steam at right. any time, and that's pretty good. And that's really good. And you know they've gone on to sell you know something like three or four million copies. Mm-hmm. And this was a game that literally started with two guy, two a man and a woman, their man and wife in Turkey in their garage making a game. Hmm. And now they've got seventy five. Staffers, and it's a really anticipated yeah. sequel. Yeah, like and what's it? So it's it's basically Mountain Blade Two with some quality of life. I mean, well, Mountain, Mountain Blade, Blade Warbrand, one. one of the expansions, was the quality of life adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, you could now do a shield bash, mm-hmm. and then lead off into an attack of your weapon. Uh, if you strike and get a couple of good strikes in, then the strikes carry through. You can get more. So it's not like a true combo, but it's it's. Kind of like one. And how do the rabbits fit in here? That's where I'm lost. They don't fit in at all. <laughs> Unless you bought it to rabbits. And somebody will. It's, it's PC, so you can. Yeah. It's PC, uh-huh. somebody will. It'll be and, the minions, though. But what's sure. real cool is you can control your troops more than you have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And that allows for some very interesting interactions when you go into battle and you've got 50 horse warriors coming in behind you and you're going into the cavalry and it's like... You'll find out that you're actually fighting under another lord who tells you, okay, now you have to go to the right. And it's up to you to decide, well, do I want to go to the right and attack that flight there? Or, oh, no, I'll just keep going off this one like I was going. And it has, if there's any ramifications to following the orders, I didn't see it in the mm-hmm. demo I was playing. But I had a blast with it. And what I'm looking for is, uh, my favorite mod for it is Star Wars Conquest. And it turns... Mountain Blade into a Star Wars game that's better than any Star Wars game anyone's ever made. And it'll definitely come to this one as well. And I'm sure it will come to this one as well. Um, I saw Lineage 2 Revolution, which is the mobile version of Lineage. Mm-hmm. The, the online RPG from Korea. So it's it's like a, a massive online Diablo with you know battles of up to 200 people in PvP and Castle Conquest. On a touchscreen. On a touchscreen. Huh. Wow. Which was amazing. And so they walked me through all the technical details, which I'll, I'll have in the story, about how they're able to do this because of the Unreal Engine 4. And, right, yeah. And Again, how... We're talking about how that's a very scalable engine. How it's scalable switch. and how it could compress things mm-hmm. and the fact that you could do that on a tablet and, and it looked as good as it did. Um, and what we're also talking about was the difference between Korean players and Asian players and Western players and how you approach an MMO. And so that was really fascinating yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. some key differences. And there. then... Let, 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 let's see if there's anyone else. We'll come back because yeah. I want to keep the circle going. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, I only had one more. So. Okay, cool. So let him do this one more because I'm going to rapid fire mine. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. This is yeah. the last one I saw Fallout. I also like other things besides Moss. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing is, again, another indie success story. I, I love indie success stories. Uh, Grady Gear Games, I went and saw the next expansion coming out to Path of Exile, which is essentially oh. online Diablo. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called Fall of Astaria. And so they had a very interesting problem with this because they added yet another bunch of axe. And they realized that, oh yeah, well, if we keep adding axe to it, then everyone has to play through the 
beginning from Act One again to go through to it, and then they have to they come through it again, and then have to play through Act One. You know, when you go through to play right. your second or third time through, and people are tired of that. How would they fix it? Kind of the World of Warcraft problem with yeah, like totally. levels. Yeah. So so what they do instead was made it to where it's like okay, well they changed all the old acts for people who've already beat them to where it'll change the look of the levels. It'll be what happens after you have come through and cleared it. Huh. And so you're going to see the ramifications of your actions from the third act in the third act when you come back to it. That's cool. So for one example, you'll be in a city and you killed, you, 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 you killed the Templars there and now you'll find out what happened to the slaves and how they ended up revolting if they revolted, if they didn't revolt, and what happens there. And how many times do you actually see the ramifications of your action in an action RPG? Never. Really. Never. Yeah, that's very. Yeah. That's a very smart way I, to solve that. I love Pack yeah. of because they're completely able to like take advantage of uh, Blizzard kind of dropping the ball in Diablo 3 when that first came out. Yes, mm-hmm. that was perfect timing for that game. Yeah. yeah, and here's another one. You know, you know, they had less than 20 people when they started grinding gear, and now they, they've grown to a team of 75, and they're launching in China. They're coming to Xbox it's One. It's very popular. I mean, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who like that way yeah, more 16 than, million people yeah. playing a month. Even, even after they, they fixed Diablo 3, a lot of people still prefer Path of Exile. Yeah. So, you know, everything I saw was, was Indian, Indian Innovative today. I forgot a game I saw. I'll, I'll wrap it up real quick. Fable Fortune. Oh, yeah. What, what, what was this? So it's a card game. And it's like Hearthstone, but it changes a lot of things. Um, you have quests, and you can decide whether or not you're going to be good or evil, just like in the Fable games. And the quests, as you succeed them, you get a special card in your hand, and then you get to do another quest. And you start the game with... Who's making this real quick, though? So, Mediatronic is making it for Fabing Fowl. Fabing Fowl is the remnants of right. and- Lionhead. And Microsoft gave them the Fable license? Or? Microsoft is licensing it to them. Microsoft, okay. So Microsoft for years, when it was done with an IP and wasn't doing anything with it, it just sat on it. Right. But then that changed earlier in the decade with MechWarrior. Mm-hmm. And then Shadowrun and with Herbert Screamed. And now, and now it's going to be with Fable. Um, and so this game was a lot of fun. What was really cool is you don't start with zero mana. Now in this game, it's gold. But you don't start with zero. You start with three. So... You'll get into a situation where it's like on turn one, you're not just playing a one drop. You can be playing uh, cool. a couple one drops. You can be playing a three drop or a two drop. Um, that's how much yes. mana or whatever it is points count cost for it. And so it changes the entire strategy of how you start a game. And so what they're hoping is between this, they're going to release one card a week. And by um, Hero Leagues and other monthly leagues, that the meta will never get stale as mm. it does in games like well, how, how do you How do you get cards then? If they release one a week. So you can buy packs, so eventually. Yeah. You can craft. Okay. And sadly, they don't have a draft mode oh, yet. A- but but they also have two-player co-op, which I didn't get a chance to see. Is, is it... And this is maybe, maybe... I don't want to get too off-topic here, but like I wonder if, like no matter how much better or good like these other digital card games are, if they could ever stop Hearthstone. It's almost kind of like a World of Warcraft. Like, other MMOs came out that were probably better than World of Warcraft... But it was just so established at that point well, that it almost didn't matter. Here's here's how I see that question. It's not about stopping Hearthstone. Yeah. It's about growing the entire market. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, and it's very- as we see with Shadow versus Success, that's what's Shadow happening. Versus- but isn't that weird that so far Shadow versus has been the success story and not these other games that are kind of taking advantage of these bigger properties? Especially, yeah, the ones that are attached to brands. And I guess here's, well, 
Here's the th- and this isn't anything about quality, but here's my like thing with Fables. Like Fable is not a hot franchise right now. It's not Elder Scrolls. And, well, yeah, and even Elder Scrolls Legends, not maybe not off to a rocketing start. Uh, it it kind of seems like I mean, it's well, yeah, no but, but it's not on it's not on phones yet. Either. No, and that's coming very soon. And that's, that's and it's going to take off once it's on phones. I, it very well could. Uh, my my thing is. I played Hearthstone for a while. I'm not gonna play Hearthstone. If I'm not gonna play Hearthstone, I'm probably not gonna play any of these other. Man, ones. I still play a lot of Hearthstone. No, yeah, that's fine. I, I just that's how I that's where I'm at personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you got Mike a beta code. He can play it and see if he's gonna drop Hearthstone for yeah. forever. I'm not dropping Hearthstone for forever. I didn't yeah. think so. Okay, <laughs> I got too much invested in it at this point. <laughs> some cost fallacy. All right, Mike, wh- what do you play? Give us some rapid fire. Yeah. Well, so I was that um, like two big booths today were uh, Bandai Namco and Capcom. Bandai Namco got to see Nino Kune 2, which I was very excited about. And surprisingly, like, they have pretty much completely changed all the mechanics of, of that game. At least most of them. Now, well, recover, like, okay, sorry, go ahead. Jeff. Now, on, on Twitter yesterday, or earlier today, one of the two, um, Cap Bailey, US Gamer, says, yeah, they made all these changes and doesn't really help. Doesn't what? Cat, no. Cat. Describe the first game, like Rick- Cat, The first game was kind of Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, where there were these familiars, right? Like the people you you cap you you fought. You can kind of you capture them or something. That's what and, I call my cat. My yeah, familiar. and like they would play, <laughs> and they would fight for you, and that's who you were actually controlling a lot of the time. Um, and they could like even like evolve basically and stuff like that. And battles were kind of action RPG in a way that you had free movement. There was like an attack button, but. It, Sort of that. In this one, you are straight up playing as like the main human character, uh, and he has his attacks and stuff. And instead of like familiars, you have these kind of like little creatures, almost kind of Pikmin esque, mm-hmm. and they kind of help out, but more, in more indirect ways. Like like there will be like there's like red ones, blue ones, green ones, right? And sometimes they'll all group up. And if you like stand near them and push X next to them, you'll get like an attack boost for a little bit and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So like the, that that familiar system is completely gone. That was pretty much the core of, like, the actual RPG right. mechanics of the first one. I have to talk to Cat. I don't know Cat didn't like Nino Kune. It also doesn't like this one. Cat. <laughs> Cat. Cat! But, uh, so, I, I thought it was pretty... I thought it was really... And also, it's going to have a, like, t- uh, a kingdom-building um, aspect of it, which sounds very Swaykadin, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially, like, Swaykadin is kind of well, remind people what that is. So yeah, so know, that game as a series yeah, hasn't been around forever. Are, yeah, these are classic PlayStation One games. You can get them on the PSP, but and they, you know they're they're really good turn based role playing games. They're they're kind of standard in some ways. Cool thing about those like you had a castle that you could kind of recruit people to, and you can build it up. And doing that would like unlock different shops and like better you know whatever like new members. And there's a very similar thing here where like you know, getting this armor smith from this town to come to your kingdom is going to help you there. So, and plus, it's it's still very... Stu- even though it's, like, not directly a Studio Ghibli collaboration, because Studio Ghibli was, like, basically kind of on hiatus when they were making this one. Like, it's still designed by that ex-Studio Ghibli guy who made everything. Um, Joe... Uh, I, I, I can't, I, yeah, yeah. Shiashi, Something yeah. like that, yeah. But He's doing the music. Does it look it's, like it, the first one? It, looks exa- it looks exactly the first one. The only difference is that there's not 2D animated cutscenes, like, literally done by Studio Ghibli this time. Oh. All the cutscenes oh. are in 3D. They still oh. look really good. It's still the same. It's, it still has the same... Uh, yeah, but the 2D cutscenes they were, were cool. just so charming. They were beautiful. Well, it's Studio Ghibli. It's so good. Yeah. But I'm still... But, I mean, this it is PlayStation 4, set PlayStation 3. It does look better still. I think the combat actually seems to be improved. I think it, it looks like it could be more fun. Um, 
I, I'm still very excited about this game. I think it looks great. The other one I played there that I was looking forward to was the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, which I think it's pronounced like that, even though it's a Z for fight. Yeah, Fighters. <laughs> we saw this on one. the record. Mike's the only one who's looking forward to Dragon Ball anything. No, That's I, not true. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I think I saw the trailer the other day. Uh, I, I think what conference was it? Was it uh, Sony? Sony, I think. Yeah. Sony. And it, no, it's Microsoft. No, no. Is it? It was Microsoft. It was Microsoft. Was it? it you know was. what? It was Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and time has collapsed. Like yeah, a for real. Bit. I mean, it's <laughs> together. Uh, and I saw it, I'm like, that looks really incredible technically. It's, uh, it, it looks like the friggin' anime, mm. uh, but it still does, like, the, the rotating camera, so there's obviously 3D in so, there. It might be, the, it might, I was, I even said this when we were watching, I'm like, that looks like Guilty Gear Yeah. Tech. Right. It, it was. Out. It's, it's literally. It's, yeah, they, they, I, I always forget if it's Arc Work Systems or Arc System Works. Uh, yeah. I think it's Arc Work Systems, right? I think it's Arc System. So it's the Guilty Gear Blast Work Blast System Arc. <laughs> <laughs> so they, yeah. So for the last Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear Zerd, because of course it's called right. that. Yeah. Uh, it had this, yeah, and it had this really cool system where. They use 3D models, but like when viewed from the side, it looks like just the most gorgeous 2D, 2D game. pixel yeah. games. But like the camera can move and stuff. So during like yeah. like super combos and special yeah. moves, like the camera would like zoom in, and like, swoop in, and like get really close. And it was such a mind blowing thing. And, and it's it's pretty cool when it's like these original characters in, in uh, Guilty Gear. When it's just like the Dragon Ball Z characters, right. all of a sudden they just look exactly like they did. Yeah, it is really cool. Plus, and it's like, it's three versus three, so it's like, got this Marvel versus Capcom 2 mm-hmm. flavor of all things. Like, the mo- it's very flashy still, and it There's been a lot of games that shouldn't be good that we are very excited about. Right, no, <laughs> uh, this no, this game is is really neat. I, I saw Marvel vs. Capcom, I, saw, I went to Capcom also, and I, I did like that. Right. Uh, I actually played the story mode a lot, which, like, compared to, like, um... Uh, what's the DC thing? I forgot the name now. Injustice, Injustice 2. Compared to that, like, very super high production value. Like, look at these facial animations. It's almost like a joke in terms of production value, right? Yeah. yeah. Not not nearly as uh, well done. And it's, you know, the story's very hokey. And it's just like this whatever excuse you can have to have Chris Redfield from Resident Evil in the same shot as uh, Captain America and Rocket Raccoon and Begument X. But I love it. <laughs> it's stupid, but I love it. And then, you know, playing the actual game, you know, it, it's very Marvel's Capcom. It was fun. It seemed like, it's, it did seem like things were kind of happening somewhat more automatically sometimes. In, a, in, a, in like, a decent way. Yeah, I, I do hear people who are very into uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 say it's not Marvel vs. Capcom anymore. But I, mean, it's, I don't it's know pretty, what that means. It, Yeah, I mean, it's, again, I mean, it, the fighting community is always, because, like, when they get into these games, they really get into it. So right. changes is rough for them. But... I, I did so like a lot, but I thought that Dragon Ball was like the hotness. I, that is, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. When's that coming out again? Dragon Ball's coming out this year, I think. No, it's early 2018. Early, early 2018. 2018. Yeah. That's right. Any other rapid fires from you, Mike? Uh, no, I mean, I played the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 for a little bit, which, you know, I like Mega Man, <laughs> as we know. And I enjoyed that. I, well, I, I'm looking forward to that specifically because. It, you can't. It's pretty kind of hard to play Mega Man Nine and Ten right now because mm-hmm. they were like the place, the Xbox 360 and PlayStation Three ones. And I, you know, unless you plug those in or your Wii, they came out on the Wii. So it's good to have those on modern systems. But yeah, how about you, Steph? You just talked about Moss. Is there any other rapid fires you want to get out there? You can talk, talk about Moss some more. Yeah. Well, there's this VR game called Moss. <laughs> Tell me about the heartbeat of the mouse. Um, it synchronized with mine. No, no, it didn't. But. Uh, I guess the the other I played a lot of really cool stuff today at um, just the mega booth, which is like a bunch of indie like pods like set up. 
um, in a parking lot across the street <laughs> from, from the actual convention. Where they belong. <laughs> well, no, this is, no. This is where like your indie pod. <laughs> this is where Fable was, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's uh, where you cool. saw it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that place I'll tell you was like an oasis of calm. Yes, relative to the, to the show floor. This yeah, was the was this nice. was the Volver Digital's booth at E3, and, and they love having it across the street doing a big barbecue. Well, yeah, yeah. it's cheaper. This used to be where they, yeah. this used to be where they had the sexist car washes at. Oh, yeah. is that what? Yeah, or they well, something much better. The Volver yeah. Digital didn't have that. You know, yeah. you know, you know. There's no sexes here. But last year, I remember they had dildos on a table for something. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Devolver Digital Dildos? That's yeah. Triple D? Yeah. No, they were, they were con- oh, no. control sticks for that... Um, oh, God, what was that? Was game? it Saints Row? That's not Devolver Digital. That's... Uh, Deep no, Silver? Deep no, Silver. No, no. I have so many questions. It's called Deep Silver? No, Deep Silver's the... Real no, deep. no, it wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't they weren't for bats. There was, it was some game. Indie game last year. Uh, All right, so we're going to do a deep investigation of these dildos. We'll come back and explain this <laughs> next time. For now, however, anything else, Stephanie? Um, oh, there's one RPG. They call it the OS RPG because it's like the whole interface is basically it looks yeah. like an old Mac, which is cool and gets really stressful because when you're traveling, the, like there's like a progress, like a status bar, and then like different windows will pop up, and like when you get injured, like another window pops up, and then it's basically you have a cascade of windows, and it becomes like a tab management kind of thing. Oh, so it's Windows ninety five. Windows yeah, ninety five. I think it sounds RPG. incredible. Actually, it's really fun. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna write about that. That's the kind of micromanaging I think I find very, uh, I don't know, uh, relaxing or no yeah. way. Like it taxes my mind in the exact right way. Yeah. There's something really charming about it, and then like when you're putting things in your inventory, you're kind of dragging and dropping it from one yeah, to another, totally. transferring files. It's kind of been an interesting... Gotta have those high APMs to play this game. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when you, you can buy power-ups, and one of the power-ups you can buy is, like, hotkeys. Okay. So yeah, you can buy cool. the, the ability to use C to open your character screen. Um, <laughs> but then, other than that, I think the other big one was Frostpunk that I really mm-hmm. liked, which is, like, a society survival simulator. But it's, like, set in this sort of, like, like icy, post-apocalyptic, steampunk world where you, like, have to build up your city and then find resources and then explore the map. And then you also have to make, like, moral decisions. So there's, like, decision trees for, like, the laws that you make. So you can decide to have child labor laws or Ooh. make the children work or, you know, like, just, like, all these different things that are hmm. kind of... So it's Trump land. Is, oh. is Trump land <laughs> after global warming has destroyed the entire environment and, and we have Betsy DeVos has educated us. <laughs> oh, no. Put those kids to work. Equal opportunity for all ages, Jeff. <laughs> 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 That's how that is how they would frame it. That's, right? how, yeah. That's some great branding. I don't like how this that games with the side podcast got the little cool. <laughs> We're retired, you're gonna have to deal with it. Um okay, so we already talked about uh, for me, uh, Mario and Rabbids. Uh I think the only other ones I, I sat in a couple of demos for Yeah, like I sat in a demo for Monster Hunter right. World. It was cool, but it's like they're always longer versions of what they showed at the press conference. Right. Ashen was I think a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I think I played a little you, bit of it, I, it, I played it, I liked it, but it was it wasn't enough to get the idea of it. Right. So the the idea is um I, I the story's up on the site right now. It's very very journey, but also very open world. Um and so when I say journey, it's got this passive multiplayer where you are not going to actively decide to go play this game with your friend and go explore this world. 
and it's not going to have matchmaking. It's going to match you up with like Dubro 420X. He's not going to like, and you're like, what you're going to have voice chat and talk with this other person. It's just you're going to be running through the woods, and another person's going to be running through the woods, and you're going to meet up, and you could then go on quests uh, that might require two people to open a door or something like that. The cool thing what they do here is instead of just um, having someone else fill in for that person when that person like leaves the session or goes to a different part of the world. That person uh, looks like maybe an elderly miner an old go- or an old treasure hunter. Uh, and when they are done, when the session's done, after you two get done doing your little adventure through a cave or whatever, that old person now becomes an NPC in your town. And mm. you can go back and talk to them. It's no longer that person, but you can have, you have the memories of that first impression of the way that person played and communicated huh. with, like, with their physical movements. And how they helped you. They're Dravatars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Dravatars in open world. Yeah. And it was like, I'm like, that was a, that's a really smart way to take this journey idea to the next level. To say, you know, instead of, instead of just having this one character that is played by 25 people, it is, you know, one person plays one character and you can always have the memory of them and go back and like, interact with that character and be like, I remember the first time I went out that went out in the world with this character and what we did together. And I thought that was very impressive. Um, the game is also beautiful. It's another one that runs on the Unreal Engine. It was being demoed on an Xbox One X, so it looked even more incredible. Was it in 4K? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think they might have had four whole Ks this wow. time. Wow. <laughs> uh, but it really did look beautiful, um, especially the, the lighting. There's just the, the thing about the world is it's a... This world, the light comes from like this giant fallen tree or something, uh, and the further away, the further away you get from this light source, the darker the world gets. Yeah. And it was what was interesting was the path of Vexal guys told me that. Oh yeah, you know, the, I asked them how hard was it to accommodate the Xbox X, and they they told me, oh, two hours compiling and. That was it. I think I keep hearing this over and over is the developers are really into the Xbox One X in terms of just working with it. Yeah. Uh, more so than they were with the PlayStation 4 Pro. And I, know, I don't understand. Excuse me. I don't understand the difference. But He explained it to me and I'll have it in a, in a story once I, you know, go through it. Um, I, beyond that, uh, well, that was okay. Yeah. Then Matter, Matterful. Um, I played this. In yeah. The, I played a little bit of that too. So, so this is the new one from the Rezogun guys yeah. and super hype, super. How sparky. How Sparky is that the developer? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. They're they're they're, they're what is, shooting about super, specialists. Super Dust. What am I thinking of? Super Hot. Su- oh, Stardust, Stardust HD. Stardust HD. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah, and it's like it's it's a platformer twin stick shooter. So it's kind of like Mega Man X meets Resogun. Yes, with, with a, maybe a little bit. It's not bullet hell, but there's definitely some like I I said some yeah. shmup elements where you are. There's some giant bullets that you have to avoid. Right. I mean, it's cool because like almost up. all the actions are. Map to the triggers. Because you're never supposed buttons. to take your thumbs off the dual sticks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I love I, these games. And it seems I, really cool. And it, my, I mean, I liked Resogun quite a bit, but. Yeah. Very I great see, launch game. Yes, exactly. One of the best launch games for PS4. And I could see myself getting way more into this. It would just has a, it has a pretty cool style, but the, the play, the way it feels, is very good. So you are. Um, you have a double, double jump right away, you also have a dash. Uh, and the dash does this cool thing, and you know there might be different power ups for this dash, but at least in this demo, when you I, when you yeah. dash through enemies, it would freeze them. Yeah, and enemies would are usually by default pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, they're, they're pretty they're pretty powerful. So that's why it's like you're encouraged to dash through them, and it freezes them. 
Right. At first, either, I thought it was like kind of cheap, but then I realized no, I have to be doing yeah. this. And you either can kill them then or just run past them, which right. so it's kind of seemed like the right thing. Yeah. To Sometimes, yeah. And it's like you you realize you so you get one dash every time you're in the air. So you try to like strategically plan it out. There's like five people on the screen right. trying to figure out how to dash to maximize yeah. like the, the the most enemies you could freeze at one yeah. time. And then still be shooting while you're running away, so you could kill a few of them. And there's like, uh, like yeah, like a different gun that could like there'd be like like a shell of where a platform could be, and mm-hmm. if you hit it with your gun, then the platform would be there for a bit. Right? Yeah, you could materialize these platforming things. things. Yeah, and then like if you you could burst through that as well. Like the 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 uh, the dash kind of goes through enemies. Like when you when you yeah. dash, you are like, yeah, vulnerable. really cool. It's very very clever. I think it uh, it felt. Like super dynamic in the I mean, action. Sony like, wasn't showing a lot of like digital slash indie kind of games. Right, and this is like one of their one of their studios. I think is clearly they've been like, yeah. So maybe indies even were, but like as far as like, at least like kind of a digital game to look right. forward to for PlayStation Four, just kind of seems to be the one. Yeah, the big one. But uh, beyond that, no, I'm just kind of looking forward to Mario at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to play Mario, and I am tired. I'm gonna have yeah. little. I'm gonna have little dreams of. Of uh, mustached cabs tonight. <laughs> I'm going to hold my little moss statues close to me as I sleep. And I will just be, I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, I'll be what thinking you, about, what, 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 what are you doing to that? the Devolver digital. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get a dildo and just have a good time with some rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're fired. <laughs> Finally! Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, it's all done. I'm I sorry, I'm sorry. Minions. I'm sorry, Jason. Oh, uh, they're cute. His skin's like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's probably a good sign. It's, it's time to wrap this up. Um, anything else from anybody? Nah, let's go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to bed. We're going to do more. Well, we have to go do I got more. one story, but I'll go to bed. Things we need to do. Yeah. Thank you for listening today. I I know we all sound punch drunk. Tomorrow will probably be a I little more saner. You know what? Someone was like, hey, I can't wait for your podcast. So you guys talk about Yoshi and, and Kirby. I don't think we mentioned either of those games. I'm looking forward. Well, I'm looking more forward to Kirby. I like Kirby a lot. Is it a new Yoshi or is it a remake? It, no, it's actually or, a new. It looks like a new one. It's just called Yoshi. It's, it's just and, called Kirby. They're making it on the Unreal Engine. Nintendo's making a game on the Unreal Engine. It's crazy. Man, this yeah. is okay. Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so, switching on right. I mean, clearly, it's a good system for the. Unreal. I mean, Unreal was kind of getting to the point. They didn't feel like Unity was taking over for a while. Yeah. And now Unreal is just like everywhere again. Yeah. I mean, I think indie devs still use Unity. I a think lot. they they do. Yeah. They, they, they did, and I, they still do. But yeah. I think but many these, more but, are using Unreal. Yeah. Like, a- Ashen's Unreal. Uh, that that game I was talking about yesterday. The, uh, the the one with the guy with the guitar is Unreal. Yeah. And the Artful Escape. Yeah. I mean, that project two, a few one. years ago, it was more about. Mobile games and mobile yeah. games love Unity. Yeah. They did, but I, even on ported to everything. Yeah, but now Unreal is really good for mobile now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just yeah, we should say that you know but we are we are doing the Unreal ago, Awards. Yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to be shilling for them. Yeah, but, but even before, like I, I I said this on Twitter a few weeks ago before they had, we had this sponsorship like for the for the E three thing where we are doing the awards for Unreal, but still like yeah, that's how I felt before that. So I feel like one of their updates made it. A lot easier to pick it up. It must be, you know, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because before, because Unity is really easy to use. Yeah. Like I just, that. I just yeah. know shit about this stuff, and it's just kind of what I see. And it's like, all right, like, all right, let's, let's, let's. All right, Mike's getting cranky. Okay, oh, I am. Okay, cranky Kong Lane. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's over. It's done with. Everyone say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.